from the heart of Los Angeles. This is the online edition of the Life Changes Show. We have tonight's guest, co-founder of Equinox Fitness, the acclaimed workplace and wellness entrepreneur, Lavinia Errico. And performance guest, Sophia Galate. I am Mark Lejeur, and now our host, the MC, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. I am so excited about tonight's show. Uh, we are going to have a great conversation, actually, and I had a great conversation with our guest earlier today. She made me think of things that I hadn't thought of in a long time and make connections that I hadn't made. I, I have to say, as an example, uh, there are countless things, obviously, I know nothing about today, but I used to know even a lot, lot less, especially years ago when I started out in the business world. I was ignorant uh, and naive of what was going on in the business world, uh, but I was intuitive enough to know something was going on, uh, but I couldn't put my finger on it and some things weren't right. Uh, so growing up in a community where most of the women were homemakers is what they called them. And for those who take that job seriously, I personally think that it's one of the hardest and most important jobs in the world. Uh, when I entered the corporate world, I was most in awe of some of the women, some of the mothers and some of the not, but irrespective of that, uh, it, it, they, they made an impression on me because they were in the workforce in a way that I did not know a lot of women, women that were, actually nobody at the time. And some were making lots of money, some were leaders. I remember admiring so many different ones for different reasons. And one in particular I really liked and thought she was amazing. She came across to me as a very smart and a very strong woman and very much in control. To others, I vividly recall, she was thought of and talked about using different adjectives and, uh, in other words, not so nice words. And I saw what people saw, and sometimes I felt that energy too, although I didn't call it energy at the time. But I, I, I did feel it, but I felt other things too, and I wasn't sure what I was feeling. And being sensitive, the kind of sensitive person that, the kind of sensitive person that I was and am, uh, one day she must have needed to talk to someone. So she called me into her office, even though she was many, many levels above my, my rank. She closed the door and proceeded to break down. And she told me how hard it was to be in her job, how hard it was to be a woman in her position, and how she was afraid that people would find out. But she worked hard and she thought she was doing a good job and she was. And she repeated that she thought people would find out, and then what? And I wasn't sure if I had missed something, and I innocently asked her what it was she was afraid people would find out. Well, she hemmed and hawed, and then she was obviously weighing whether or not it was safe and appropriate to share her secret with me. And then she shared it, and she said that she didn't have a college degree. It turns out she didn't lie about having a college degree. It's just that when they hired her, that wasn't a requirement. She made it up, up through the corporation. And now all the people she was hiring had to have college degrees. And that made her uncomfortable and other things too. And I think there were a lot of other things uh, that I was feeling that, that it was just all piling up. But that was like the one thing that bubbled up in the conversation. And I have to say in talking with our guest today i had i had respect for for that person years ago but i had even more respect and more understanding no one had any idea what she was going through obviously cuz she hadn't told anybody and and i didn't know nobody knew and i don't know how she did it actually and so thanks to our guest today I've not only required a whole new set of reasons to admire her and a lot of other women, uh, a lot more reasons to support 
those women and the women that that have come after and are coming into the fields uh, in ways that that I didn't know was even needed. So I'm really excited about tonight's show. Uh, Mark, if you're talking, you're muted. Mark, if you're talking, you're muted. Okay, maybe Mark's not going to talk. Uh, which is sad because I know he's got a lot of wonderful things to say. Maybe he'll join in, in, in just a moment. Oh, something's something went with the connection. So we'll start. I'm sure Mark will join us. So a, live a wildly creative and purposefully impactful life. That's what we've titled our episode. Thanks to our guest. This is episode 748. And, uh, our guest is, uh, internationally, and uh well actually mark mark's here mark can, am i here you're back uh, <laughs> who that was tough but uh i am I'm, I'm i'm happy to be back and i have all clearly i i also have things that i i i need to learn as well including how to work this platform <laughs> but uh, this is a powerhouse show tonight um and and everything that that you shared is is so heartfelt and and it, i think lavinia is going to have a number of things to touch on and expand on but she's been already an influence in my life and i've watched her touch so many people and that's prior to even knowing and learning her story and and she's just a a force and a force for good Indeed, I've got that sense already. Featuring interview guests, nationally acclaimed workplace and wellness ent entrepreneur, speaker of Essential Truths, co-founder of Equinox Fitness, and the visionary behind the Inside Out Movement and First Point Partner, welcome Lavinia Erico to the Life Changes Show. Wow, thank you so much. I love that intro. It put a big smile on my face. You inspired it. Your story puts smiles on my faces and lumps in my throats, uh, my throats, my throat. Uh, truly, uh, v very special. So, so before we before we go on, I'm sure you have something to say about that. Well, I mean, first of all, I have to just tell you, like, I every day when I wake up, I wake up and I just feel so grateful that I get to do what I do. Mm. First of all, I, I, I'm so grateful that I get to move my body the way I move my body and, and movement for me is medicine. And the fact that I'm able to um, just connect with amazing human beings and tell my story and share my story. And through, you know, storytelling, I say I'm a storyteller, you know, through storyteller, the light bulb goes on for people. And they get inspired and then they actually shift. So for me, when I see that I can create less pain, um, yeah, for people, that just makes me want to keep going, keep going. I told a friend the other day, like, I'm going to live to be 120. Like, I know that. Mm -hmm. God wants me to keep doing what I'm doing and, or spirit or universe, wh whatever it is, wants me to keep doing because he just keeps putting more opportunities in front of me, even when I'm not out looking for them. So I feel really grateful to be able to serve in that way. And, and serve is a really good word. Uh, obviously you, you've chosen, you know what you're saying and, and for, a lot of people go through things in their life if maybe even arguably everybody goes through things in their life but not everybody uh sees them consciously or sees a, a purpose in them or does something with them it almost feels like that's like we're almost given that and then what and and you've done the then what and some <laughs> Yeah, I have. I, I'm definitely a person that, you know, my breakdowns, and as I've told you earlier, I've had three major, what I would call three major breakdowns in my life. Um, I, it, and the first one, it just happened instinctively that I was able to turn that breakdown into a breakthrough. Mm. Um, 
so I, I was just, and I, I say instinctively, like my intuition, like I, I think that when I look at what my superpowers are, and I really feel like my intuition is one of my superpowers, um, is that, yeah, and I follow it, like I trust it. I think we all have it. We all have it to a degree. We have that that radar of having that intuitiveness, but so often we don't trust ourselves. And I don't even know why I trusted myself because I really related to your story that you told about that former co-worker um, feeling kind of like an imposter, right? Mm-hmm. And um, But I trusted myself to turn that into... Um, a breakthrough. So once I did it the first time, when the second one came, and that one was really paralyzing, I had a real, what they call it, I I went into identity paralysis, and I couldn't literally get out of bed. Um, I just kept saying, okay, I, I, I felt this feeling. And I said, okay, girl, you've been here before. Mm. You have felt this before. Like, you know, you got to out of that dark snake pit before you've got it in you again to do this. I just realized it was going to take a little longer. <laughs> um, mm. It's a little more isolated at the time. I didn't have the team around me that I had in the past. And that's another thing, like you really need to have people around. Um, mm. I was more isolated at that time. So yeah, I am a person that turns my um breakdowns into breakthroughs. And when now when I get them, I'm like, okay, I, you know, I say, okay, spirit, you want a breakthrough here. You want me to create something, <laughs> but like, does it have to come in a breakdown? Can we find <laughs> another way to do this without having me to have a breakdown? I, like, I really make humor out of it now. It's like, oh, really? Okay. Wow, you make humor out of it. Well, interesting, this this second breakdown that you're talking about, mm -hmm. a lot of people, a lot of people would look at it and say, you have everything. Like, you you have everything. Like, what's, what's going on? What's the problem? Well, you know, that breakthrough happened right after we sold Equinox. And yeah, it was everything. I mean, it was like, I at that moment was sitting in what they would call the American dream, right? Like you sell your company for, you know, a lot of money and you are, you know, you don't have to worry about money the rest of your life. So, and that was why I was so isolated to be honest, because mm. I couldn't go around telling people like everybody knew we just sold this company for millions and millions of dollars. And like, the only person I could tell was my mom. Like, you could tell, but that's just, that's not you. Well, I tried to tell some people and I could see the reaction I was getting like, oh, why don't you just go to Chanel and go on a shopping spree? That seems to help other women. Wow. Or like this, like they didn't have the, honestly, I mean, maybe it was a little bit of the time. Um, they didn't have a lot of compassion. It was like, oh, you have millions of dollars. What do you like? Really? And it wasn't like I was a victim. I just, you know, it was interesting because I didn't feel like I sold my company. At that point, I feel like somebody like tore it out of me. Wow. It was just like as if it was just like literally torn piece by piece out of my body because what I learned then in the next couple of years of of going in, you know, different therapy and doing different modalities and so forth, it was I realized that again, that I had this identity paralysis, which didn't just start with Equinox. It, it had, it started when I was young, you know, it started as a little girl. And when I danced, I got, I got all this accolades and mm. I was our dancer at the local dance studio. And so it was all the recognition, all of that. And then I got into a professional dance group, you know, the youngest girl ever in this and I got all the accolades for that. And so it was like all of the attention, my identity was always by things that I did, things that by achievements, my identity was all my achievements. And 
it wasn't about my heart. It wasn't about the person I am. It wasn't about my values. It wasn't about the way I see the world. It wasn't about how I was kind or helping people. It was all about my achievements. It was all about those outside things. And yeah, when we sold and, uh, uh, you know, I, we sold in December and we had a, you know, a Christmas and then we, I went off on vacation with my partner and son at the time. And we had a great Christmas vacation and we come back from, we came back from the vacation and I, the next day my son was going to school. He was in second grade and I drop him off at, at school in New York city. And, and I'm talking to some of the women. And then all of a sudden I go to turn around to walk out. And all of a sudden the entire playground just closed in and my ears completely muffled. It sounded like, you know, as if somebody just came and put their hands over my ears completely Hmm. and my whole body just, I thought I was having a stroke or a heart attack or something. And of course I'm faking it because, you know, I still think of myself as the queen of wellness and I can't have somebody thinking I'm going to have a heart attack or a stroke. So some of the women like, are you okay, Lavinia? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I just, and I literally went home and got in bed and every day for the next three months, it was impossible for me to get out of bed. And if somebody would have told me, I thought I was going to feel after we sold the company, I never had to worry about money again. I thought I was going to feel every day like I was at Magic Mountain on the most amazing roller coaster every day, screaming for joy with excitement. And here I am, like literally can barely walk. I can barely put set. I, I just, I was like, how could this be? I had, I realized I had no idea who I was when I was not doing things. Mm. Not, yeah. In this role, competing, doing, going, goal oriented, the next one, the next one, create more, create more in it, go do wearing a hundred different hats, go, 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 create, create, go, go. Like if I didn't have that machinery going, um, I, I was lost completely, completely lost. It's interesting. You said competing and I, 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 people might think you were referring to dance, which you were probably, but, uh, you were competing every single day sitting at the boardroom, right? Listen, you know, when you're a woman and you want to have it all. And I'm like, listen, you can have it all, but you can't have it all at the same time. Mm. And I was trying to have it all at the same time. I was trying to be a mom, be a co-founder. And again, being a woman, you know, you know, it, it's not easy. I mean, you know, I definitely knew that there were, you know, people that would have preferred that I didn't have a child, that I would have waited a while to have a child because the timing wasn't right because of the business, you know, but I chose, I'm like, no, I can do it. I can do both. I can do both. I kept saying I could do both. And I almost killed myself doing both, literally killed myself doing both. Um, So because now you also have to prove no, I have to prove that I can do it. I can be, you know, I can be a founder that's, you know, that 14 hour girl doing what you have to do. I can do that and still be a mom, you know, and um, yeah, it was, you know, and you can't because the truth of it is I really at one point, I think my son was about two and a half when I was up with him in the middle of the night, he had an earache and I just couldn't get him to calm down and I couldn't get him to calm down. And it was making me, I mean, I could cry right now just even talking about it, but it was making me so anxious because I had to leave at seven o'clock in the morning, you know, for a seven 30 meeting. And it was like, I just sat in his room, just like, come on, you've got to go to sleep. You've got to fall asleep. I need some rest, you know? And, um, yeah, it's like that was the night that I was like, you know what? I'm going to need to basically hand my son over to a nanny 
because I'm not, I'm, when you're so divided, you're not, you're not good at either that because when you're in your, in your office with your team working, you know, you're feeling guilty because you're not at your son's first, you know, performance at school, Mm. you know, and you're feeling all this guilt because you're not there, but then you go there the next time and you're feeling guilty or you're feeling like, oh my God, I should be in the office. We have a huge presentation tomorrow or we're going to be having a big PR event and I need to be doing that. Like, so you're, when you're there at the event, you're not really present, right? So it was like, and then finally when he was two and a half or whatever, I was just like, okay. And thank God I had the most amazing, amazing. I love this woman still, Maxine Williams. I will never forget her. She came and she worked with us and she was my son's nanny and she was the most amazing person. But that's what it took. Like it Mm. took to say, okay, you're going to take care of my son because I needed to shift my attention and energy and everything here. And you know, that's not, not all women can do that. Like, that's not an easy thing. It's, it's a hard thing to do sometimes, like to just say, okay, I'm going to let give, you know, for the next three years, four years, five years, whatever it was, I'm going to like, let somebody else like have my son. Um, I, I'm getting, I'm getting an, more and more of an understanding why God wants you to be at least 120 years old sharing <laughs> your message. Cause obviously there's, there's so much already. There's going to be so much more that you're going to be able to share. As a matter of fact, you're on to something new that we're going to get to talk about a little later, but the, the way uh, you experience things and look at them and then uh, it, being able to share them in the way that you do, touching people in the way that you do. So uh, if you're hearing this and you want to know more, as I'm sure you do, Lavinia Erico, L-A-V-I-N-I-A, Erico, E-R-R-I-C-O, LaviniaErico.com, or Lavinia Joy, that's on Instagram, go to Lavinia Joy. You can find out more also by going to Life Changes Show. You'll see a video that we have of, of Lavinia there. Uh, there's so much more to come uh, when we come back. And uh, this joy part, this part about live a wildly creative and purposefully impactful life. She's already done that. She's sharing it as we hear it and feel it on the show right now. Uh, and she's going to share more when we come back, thankfully. A little later on, we're going to have our Ask Dorothy segment. And then Sophia Galate is with us, uh, who's going to perform on the Life Changes show as our performance guests, all on the Life Changes show. And we come back right after this. Want to connect with amazing people who are committed to making a difference? From the Heart Tribe is a platform, community, and movement with the purpose of bringing like-minded humans together to help animals and the environment in order to gain a stronger connection and understanding of the world around us. They are dedicated to effectuating positive change by empowering individuals to organize meaningful and engaging experiences that build compassion for animals and the natural environment. Their founders' and members' passion is to inspire others to actively get involved in their homes, their communities, and the world to raise awareness about the issues we face and most of all, to be part of the solution. Through their efforts, they have also accomplished some amazing and tangible achievements. Their Pickup for Paradise beach cleanups have collected over 50,000 pieces of foreign debris. And also, thanks to animal rescue and recovery volunteers, over 30% of the volunteers have become vegan or reduced their meat intake. Daily habits make a big difference. Please join any of their upcoming events by going to FTHT.org and signing up for their newsletter. You can also follow on Instagram and Facebook at From the Heart Tribe. Have you felt inspired to meditate but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All five beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. 
Phi beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi meditation. Phi meditation helps you harness the power of I am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi beads at phibeads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, beads.com. You are listening to a conversation that matters on the Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. Lavinia Erico, we've heard about her nationally acclaimed workplace and wellness entrepreneurness. Uh, you've heard her speaking essential truths as uh, also co-founder of Equinox Fitness. We're going to hear a little bit more about this visionary that she is behind the Inside Out movement and First Point partner. Uh, so, Lavinia, thank you for all that you shared. You're on to something amazing uh, in, in ways, again, that most people haven't heard. I say again because... When you were doing wellness, people didn't talk about wellness in that way or even use the word. That's very true. Um, I remember we after my first breakdown, um, I created a wellness center. It wasn't a wellness center, but first I just created the center because I went out and I started doing all these different modalities all over New York City. And there were times I was practically going in to like like basements of restaurants, of Chinese restaurants to do acupuncture with Dr. Ning. It was crazy. Um, and I was like, wow, we have to get this out of these places and put it into a place. So we created a, a well, an Equinox Wellness Center. However, when we were coming up with names, I'll never forget, we're sitting in this room with a whiteboard and we're sitting in there coming in the, the Longevity Center, the Anti-Aging Center, the um, Preventative Medicine Center. And then we were whiteboarding what we are, what we're not, what we are, what we're not. And it was like, okay, we're not illness. What's the opposite of illness? And somebody <laughs> says wellness. And, we're, and then somebody else says, is that even an, a word? Oh. Wow. That was, and it's true. It's a true story. And that was like in 1990, I want to say like 1990, my son was born, probably around 1996. Hmm. We were hmm. looking it up. It's a word. It's a word. <laughs> Today, it's like a trillion dollar business. I wish I would have trademarked the word wellness. <laughs> Well, you're you're embarking upon uh, yet another change, another movement. You at the top of the show, you said movement is is medicine, and and it's interesting because there's dance that you talked about, and then of course fitness that you talked about. But in workouts, you're making a distinction between movement uh, for for a certain reason and working out. For me. When I say, when I'm like, oh, I just have to move my body. There's something about saying, I just have to move my body that gives, the, there's a freedom. There's more freedom. There's more joy in it. When I say I have to work out, it just feels like it's oh. almost like a punishment. Like it feels like, like I have to, like, and then you do it with a certain vibration and a certain frequency. And when I just move, I don't have that frequency. The frequency that I move with, it's such a different frequency. It's lighter. It's brighter. It's, I feel like it's more with, with bliss, with joy. The intention is to just feel good, like to feel really, really good, you know? And that's why I really resonate with the word movement. And so, you know, during COVID, when everybody was very isolated and scared and just, you know, all these different emotions are going on, especially a lot of my friends that were living in New York city and they were single and they're not seeing people. Um, and I kept, and I was still out in my gym in my uh, uh, garage working out. And I, I would post that, come on, people just keep moving. And then finally, some of my friends in New York were like, Lavinia, 
I see you working out. We have to work out with you. And the next thing I know, I started a Zoom with my girlfriends and we were all Zoom, you know, we were all on together exercising. Mm. We're still doing it. There's still a group. And now it's, it's actually become my beta because I realize everybody, they want to feel like I just like people, things have changed. Even though people are going back to the gym, there's still a lot of people that are working more at home and there's, they're just much more comfortable today doing that. And it's really, what has really been amazing though, isn't just the workouts or the, the movement, it's the relationships that have been made on this. Like the sense of community and belonging has been magical. So it's really been about doing it live. So everybody's mm. on it. It's not about, you know, we don't have evergreen. We don't, it's all live and everybody gets on and they usually get on 10 minutes before I get on and they all talk. And a lot of them have even um, met up in different areas and different places and gone on trips together. So for me, it's like, it is medicine. Movement's medicine because it's medicine even beyond just the moving, it moves and it allows you to connect with people. And it's just beautiful. I just like a community. That's so weird. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Like a community, like a movement community, like a movement community (laughs) of people that are coming together to move. And again, it's not, it's, it isn't about, nobody's thinking about how many calories they burn and nobody's looking to see if they have a six pack or you know, it isn't about that. It's just like, again, it's about like feeling good, feeling really, really good. Like at the end, after we do it, uh, and then everybody gets on and they're like, oh my God, I feel so good. Oh my God, I feel so good. And, and we do, it's like, it isn't just movement. We do mo- we do mantra, we do mindset, we do positive reinforcement, we do positive thinking. So it's kind of like, I, I call it like movement, mindset, and mingle. <laughs> Ah, nice. Nice. You know, back to something you were saying earlier, when uh, people get the accolades, you got the accolades by achieving in dance and all of that. I I can't remember ever an accolade, uh, whether I got or anybody else got, when somebody would say, I feel good. (laughs) Right. Like, so, and? How much money did you make today? Or yeah, what did exactly. you do? <laughs> I, well, I had somebody say to me not too long ago um, um, something about my success. And I thought, well, yeah, well, I know you had a success there, but, and they were just talking about money. And I said, listen, that's the wrong question for me. It isn't about how much more money I made, it's about how many more people I impacted. Wow. And, that's what's important to me. Like money's great, but like, don't make money your master, you know, like just like enjoy it, like understand the frequency of money. I mean, I love money. I mean, it, it brings freedom. I, you know, you can have beautiful, nice things that feel good and you can share it with other people. But for me, and I've, I really feel like I've always felt that way. I mean, that's why I loved working out. I loved, I loved getting, watching people and inspiring people to get healthy. Cause I saw it wasn't that, again, it wasn't that they just looked good in their little bikini or the little black dress on a Saturday night. It was that their temper was better. Their temperament was better. The way they connected with people were better. They were a better friend. They were a better daughter. They were a better wife. They were, a, you know, like they were a better person. Mm. And that's for me where the magic is there, you know, especially if you can mix the mindset with the movement. It's so powerful because when you move your body, you're more open. When you're sweating and the sweat's coming out, you're detoxing, you're, and you just, you're able to, to hear the words in a, in, a, in a better way. It's like you take it in, it lands, it, like, it really lands. So that beautiful combination of mindset and movement is, it's so powerful. It's so, so powerful. 
So, yeah, you're so so powerful. So <laughs> you're you're on fire. So what what is what is this? Where can we sign up? Where well, can we... I'm I'm in a beta right now. Um, and if anybody would like to partake in the beta, they're more than welcome. They can go on to my Lavinia Joy webs and just DM me, and we will send you all the information to get onto the beta. We're going to be going live. Um, January of 20, this January of 2024. Um, yeah, uh, literally an hour ago, the name was Move Joy. And then I'm in the process of saying, I'm, I'm not sure if that's going to be the name. So I'm not even sure. We, I have the content. <laughs> I have, we have all the pieces, but now we're, you know, like I said, we're doing the beta and I would love to have people part of the beta for sure. More people. Well, this is very exciting. So the Instagram account is uh, uh, Lavin Lavinia, Lavinia Joy. Okay, so Lavinia L A V I N I A Joy on Instagram, and then Lavinia Erico E R R I C O dot com is the website where you could learn more. Where I'm sure someday we'll be able to buy a book uh, long before the movie comes out, all about you and all the things that you have to share. One of the many, I'm sure. Oh, you're so generous. Thank you. You are wonderful. What a pleasure it's been getting to know you and share your passion and your heart with our audience. Thank you for showing up the way you are. Thank you. It's very you. special. And look forward to more. And with that, we have our Ask Dorothy segment. Dear Dorothy, this is David, and I live in West Hollywood, California. I've, visit, I've been visiting my mother daily, and I drive an hour to see her and then an hour back to my place. I love my mother, and I do my best to have quality conversations with her, yet all she wants to do is complain. This is not fun for me and cannot be fun for her. I am to the point where I do not want to keep doing this. Do you have any suggestions as to how I can make these visits more pleasant? My dear David, you are an amazing son, and I applaud you for continuing to lovingly support your mother. As you know, it is not easy for her being confined, and that is a part of what motivates you to continue seeing her on a daily basis. She is truly blessed to have your devotion. If you have not already suggested sharing positive things when you visit, you might want to do that. You might also start your conversations with you asking her positive leading questions, which could help her focus her conversation on the positive. If you've done this and she doesn't get on board with it, then one of the easiest things to do with anyone who cannot hear us in person to person talks is for us to talk to their higher selves and tell them how awesome they are and how grateful we are to have them in our lives. My mother couldn't hear me when I would speak out loud to her. And yet when I chose to speak to her higher self, everything shifted for the better. It took a few weeks for the shift to occur. And I'm so grateful that it led to us being able to have more joyful conversations in person. In addition to talking to her higher self, I said a daily prayer thanking the universe for assisting her in hearing me and for feeling the love and being willing to change our way of communication. And after a few weeks, things changed for the better. I encourage you to do your best in finding the perfect words that will express your unconditional love and devotion for her. I believe you will soon see a wonderful change, and this will assist you in enjoying your visits once more. Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. And we'll be right back here on the Life Changes Show with our performance guest, Sophia Galate, right after this. The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. 
In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic, while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com. You are listening to A Conversation That Matters on The Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We are back. I am Filippo, and our performance guest is a singer, a musician, a songwriter. Welcome to the Life Changes Show, Sophia Galate. Hello, how are you? I am so glad you are on. I know you've been traveling, so uh, you found a way to make it happen. Good to have you with us. Thank you. I'm here. I'm stable <laughs> in one place. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's interesting. You uh, inspired also different conversations between the two of us, you and I, mm -hmm. Uh I'm going to jump in. We we Perfect. we talked about something very very powerful and you were sharing in a way that it's appropriate for this particular show especially after having Lavinia Erico on. We talked about performers, musicians, artists and mental health. Mm -hmm. Share us your thoughts. Yeah, well I think um you know when I was asked to come on here of course you asked what I would want to talk about and I think it's really valuable to, of course, hear other artists' stories. I love listening to podcasts with other musicians or songwriters that are super well-established because it's important to hear their story. But I think what benefits me more is when people talk about the struggles that they went through in those throughout their story and how it affected them personally, emotionally, mentally, and what that means for them and what it meant for them at the time and how it, you know, helped or just affected their journey. And I think for me, even though I'm, you know, I think people struggle with it at all levels. I'm an emerging artist, but, and being an, an independent. So I think with that, there comes a lot of um, serious, just sensitivity and struggles when it comes to like dealing with your emotions and your anxiety around being an artist, because, and it's interesting because we as artists, we, we ourselves are our product and everything about that is super subjective. So we're really, really sensitive about everything that we do and everything that we put out. And that has been something that's been super overwhelming for me to manage as an artist. Cause I haven't always been pursuing my artistry. I, I was working for a while before I, so I feel like I'm recently just been into the artist journey. So it's, that's something that I think is the most, the biggest struggle is really just managing your mental about everything. Well, interesting and related, you were managing to other artists and their their art and their emotions and, and getting them out there. So you have both perspectives. Yeah, and uh, I think, so yeah, prior to 
me being an artist. I've always been a singer since I was super young. I always, I was singing since I was five and I always wanted to be a singer. However, as I got older, I initially, when I first graduated college, I was a little bit fearful to pursue being an artist at the time. Uh, so I decided to just work in the music industry and work for other artists. And cause I thought maybe it would be as just as fulfilling, even though I had a purpose and I feel like my purpose is to be a singer and an artist. And I luckily found my way into that. But when I was, so yeah, I actually did a few things in the music industry. My first job, I worked at an agency, a talent agency in the concert music department. And if anyone knows anything about the music industry, even if you don't, agencies are probably one of the most brutal places you can work. Hmm. And especially as a young person in the industry, a lot of people start as assistants to agents just because they know it's going to be like boot camp for them. So that's what I did. I knew I didn't want to be an agent, but I knew that I would learn a lot. Um, but it was a pretty emotionally hostile environment, um, extremely overworked underpaid and just very, very high strung. But I do believe that it trained me a lot, but I worked with all sorts of artists in the hip hop and R and B space. And, um, but when you're working on the business side of the industry, you kind of can remove your emotions from it because you're doing a job that's for someone else or like you're doing work. And kind of when you go home, you can separate yourself from it in a way, just kind of like with any other job or like corporate job. It's kind of like you're following instructions to work, to have an output that's for somebody else's company. So after I left the agency, yes, I managed other artists. And when I did that, the reason why artists have managers is because they need to be the middleman between the opportunity and the artist and make those like solid business decisions without any emotion. So that's what I did. Like I was totally, and I didn't even really, I think at the time I didn't even really think that I didn't even think about like how I was protecting the artists from their own emotions. Cause it was just kind of like what I did. Mm. Um, and, but you know, you, but it's like when there's a conflict between the artists and the opportunity, the manager comes in and, you know, kind of puts all the pressure on themselves to, figure it out so that it doesn't have to kind of be on the artist's yeah. record or anything like that. Yeah. So, um, yes. So when I transitioned into an artist, it was like night, it felt like overnight. I, so many people always said to me, they're like, Oh, you must know exactly what to do as an artist. Cause you're a manager. And I'm like, <laughs> absolutely not. Because I feel like I have a whole new brain that mm. I just like inherited in my like later like late twenties. And it was a soup. Maybe I, I feel like I've always been secretly sensitive, but never really allowed myself to be. So I feel like as an artist, when I became an artist and especially I still at the beginning handle a lot of my own managing of things. It was like, so sensitive, freaking out about everything, freaking out about, and it was a lot of my first time doing everything, but I became super overwhelmed with how sensitive and how like roller coaster my emotions were. And that was something I didn't know how to manage. Did that and inspire you to write this song that we're going to hear? Because it's fun and upbeat, but it's about exploring the vulnerable parts of yourself. Well, it's funny. Like, I feel like being an artist in general has really helped me learn how to be vulnerable because my whole life I was always somebody who. I didn't express their feelings and it kind of, I took on that identity. I thought it was cool to kind of be tough and like this cool girl who like didn't need, need that. So even though I know that it hindered me in a lot of spaces in my life. So, and it's so funny when I started writing music, um, like my music is super emotional and people who kind of knew me, knew me just as a regular person before an artist never thought of me as emotional. I've like learned so much about myself by putting out music because I've met people. I've met people, obviously I've met new people because through my music, people have discovered my music. They've become fans of mine and they've also become friends of mine. So they only know me as Sophia, the artist and all my friends and people that have known me as Sophia, the person, 
it's kind of like, okay, they kind of saw me as somebody who was not very emotional. And then I started putting out this emotional music, but for the people that have only known me through my music, they, I I remember I had this like really weird self-awareness moment where I was out one time at a show or just at a a gathering with a friend of mine who is a friend of mine because she's a fan. Like I became friends with her because she discovered my music, but she's cool. And she introduced me to one of her friends and her friend made a comment about how she's just going through a rough time dealing with her emotions and da, 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 da. and my friend was like, oh, well, if you need to talk to anyone about anybody about like emotions and the turbulence of that, like Sophia is your girl. And I'm like, what? In my mind, oh. I was like, no one has ever described oh. me as that. And it was such a weird like moment that I thought about later, I was like, wow, I really am severely like emotional and sensitive and people who really just, and if I really like hone into my music, it makes sense. So I feel like that's been a beautiful thing about becoming an artist is that I've become so, such, so much of a deep, deeper feeler, which has been great for my music and my output of that, but it's been kind of harder to work through on a personal level. Well, we're going to get a chance to experience that. And you did something really cool with this song because it's going to be released, what, in a week, actually? Yeah. So the song that we're talking about is a song called Options, if you're cool with me explaining it. Um, And Options, so the actual record came out earlier this year. And yes, it's like upbeat, kind of retro, like pop R&B. And it's a song about, really, the song is fun and it's happy, but it's about me realizing that I have to be vulnerable in order to really receive love and give love. And that sounds simple, but it was actually really scary for me. And it yeah, was, no, it doesn't sound it, simple. Well, I feel like <laughs> some people sound- that like are just relationship people, the song is about really the first person I really loved and was dated in my adult life. So I remember really specifically when I wrote it, I was in this space of like, oh my God, this is never going to be a thing if I don't really allow myself to change my ways and behavior and stuff like that. So what I do love about the song too is that like the the version that's out is super upbeat and fun, but the version that I'm about to play is the acoustic version of it, which really makes it kind of this more um, just ethereal and emotional and cathartic version of the song. So yes, the acoustic version comes out next week along with a live version and a few remixes of it which kind of all give the song there a few different feelings to it so we'll we'll tell people where they can hear it but in the meantime they're gonna hear it right here on the life changes show here is sophia galate's originally or pre-recorded song options But that don't mean I don't want to be your thing 
If you're liking what you're hearing, which I'm sure you are, Sofia Galate or Galate or how do you say it, Sofia? Galate. <laughs> so Sofia, you, you say it great in your Sicilian accent. <laughs> oh, you know my secret. So uh, can we tell them yours? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you tell them. <laughs> that I'm also Sicilian. Yes. <laughs> we had a nice bonding moment, but I don't speak it and I'm only half. Sofia Galate, C uh, S O P H I A G A L A T E. Now it's easy because that's her website, sofiagalate.com. And it's also Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. It's all Sofia Galate. Wow, you're one of the lucky people that got to get your name on all of that. Uh, before we play our, our, our next song, real quick, I, I have to ask you well, I mentioned RB, soul, jazz. You have some influences. I do. You really just named all them, but I think more specifically, um, yeah, a lot of the older just instrumental jazz from like the first half of the 1900s and a lot of growing up, my dad played a lot of Motown and soul music. And my mom also played more of like the really well-known singer songwriters, Carol King, James Taylor and stuff like that. Mm. But on my own, I really discovered a lot of more like soul music from just like the late 80s and 90s and early 2000s that have really um, influenced my music. And and I got to add to those influences, maybe not musically as much, but uh, I believe Lavinia has been an influence. And I got to give a shout out to yes, Lonnie and Chris. My mentors. Malibu Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> For bringing us together. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Well, we're... Almost at the top of the show here, uh, intimate feelings. What are we going to be experiencing or enjoying, I should say? Okay, intimate feelings. So like I talked about my last song I just played was me being like, wow, I'm open to love and it's all going to be beautiful and exciting and scary, but great. So intimate feeling is not that. Um, <laughs> intimate feeling, but the song is part of the journey that led me to the previous song. Um, intimate feeling is more about um realizing that love can be all the things that you want it to be i was you know i've experienced a lot of just physical 
relationships. And I realized that I deserve um, to be satisfied just more emotionally, spiritually, and mentally as well in my relationships. So even though that was like eloquently said, I feel like this song is really fun for people to sing because it's super relatable. It's super blunt um, because I really am super direct in the way that I describe how I didn't like the experience of who I was with in this song and how I'm looking for something better. Um, So this is, this is also the acoustic version of it, but um, it's one of my most popular songs. So it's always really, really fun. Yeah, thanks for doing an acoustic version of it for us. That's very special. So we get to hear this special rendition of Intimate Feeling, uh, pre-recorded by Sofia Galate here on the Life Changes Show right now. Sometimes some other things too Oh, I love the way we feel so comfortable But I don't think this could be anything at all But the way you lay me down Put your hands around my back We're never doing anything that I don't mind You give me that intimate feeling But we ain't in our feelings I just like the way you touch me When I'm lying next to you You give me that intimate feeling But we ain't in our feelings I just like the way you touch me When I'm lying next to you things you do cause you're giving me ideas for when I find someone like you oh and maybe it'd be nice if I could be with you but I don't really see myself seeing this one through over the way you take your time lay your body next to mine we're never doing anything that I don't mind You give me that intimate feeling But we ain't in our feelings I just like the way you touch me When I'm lying next to you You give me that intimate feeling But we ain't in our feelings Oh, I just like the way you touch me When I'm lying, when I'm lying next to you I'ma be with somebody I'ma be with someone that's not you I'll make him do all the things you do Cause I'm looking for real and you don't make me feel anything in my mind, yeah So I'm thanking you for your time Time, oh, thank you Give me that intimate feeling But we ain't in our feelings I just like the way you touch me When I'm lying next to you You give me that intimate feeling But we ain't in our feelings Oh, I just like it Oh, I like it when you touch me right there Oh, I like it when you sing like that. 
<laughs> wow. Sophia Galate, S-O-P-H-I-A-G-A-L-A-T-E dot com is her website. And then Sophia Galate on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Uh, she's also on, on YouTube. We've got a great uh, options, the official video of that. We, we're featuring that on our Life Changes show page for Sophia. Sophia, what a pleasure getting to know you and sharing your music with our audience. Thank you so much. I love uh, this. Well, looking for, we know we're going to get to hear more coming from your beautiful voice and uh, your passion. So, so thank you for that. And a big thank you once again to our uh, guest, Lavinia Erico. And with that, that is our show. On behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue, and our producer, executive producer and co-host, Mark Lejeure, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, reminding you that as your life changes like ours surely did tonight, we're here for you. Ciao, everyone. You have been listening to The Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes. <laughs>